so, church, uh, I know not everybody goes to our church on Sundays, uh, but for those that do, we'll know uh, likely that we've been talking about abiding uh, on Sundays, <laughs> and she's laughing under her shirt right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, we've been talking about abiding on Sundays, and I, I wasn't, um, I've been thinking about that subject for a while now, even before they started getting into this topic again recently. Um, it's just, it, it's awesome confirmation, too, just when the church is talking about something that's been on your mind a lot. It's just like, oh, yeah, God, you're so good. Thank you. And in the recent past, and I've, str- I've shared this many times before, but in the recent past, I have struggled with abiding in God. And abiding means to wait on, to, I think I actually even wrote it down. It means to wait for, to continue in a place, to bear patiently, and to actually just fully sit down and wait on the Lord uh, for extended periods of time. Making that space in my life has always been a struggle for me. You know, I've had times where I've been really consistent, and I've been able to, you know what, I've been spending like decent time with the Lord on like a daily basis for like a few weeks here and then maybe I'd fade off and get distracted and go back in and it's always been that ebb and flow of my relationship with God and when I say ebb and flow I don't mean to suggest that I've been like wavering from the Lord by any means I'm actually been doing really well these past couple years as far as I feel like my relationship with God is but my time with him that I choose to dedicate to him that has ebbed and flowed quite a bit. I've literally gone months without, I think, reading more than the scripture of the day. And that's only on occasion. <laughs> I will go weeks without that even uh, at times in the past year. And, uh, you know, it's always ebbed and flow. I, I've had so much trouble keeping it consistent. And that's what a lot of what I'm going to be focusing on tonight. Um, and if I'm honest, I say I've been struggling to do this, but it wasn't really that it was a struggle, it was that I was distracted. It was that I was choosing not to. (laughs) I could do it. It's not like I didn't have the time that I could make. If it's important to you, you will always have the time. You'd be surprised at how easy it is to make time for things that are actually important to you. Um, It just takes that diligence and dedication to actually make that decision. That's the hard part. And... um, yeah, so I've been spending time with the God off and on, all over the place, in different various amounts. And recently, I made a change. And it was actually Zach that, uh, me and Zach decided to do, I think it was a month ago now, that we started this Devo called Prayer Reset. And it was a 12-day devotional, and that devotional really sparked something in me. That inspired me. Um, it was something I really needed at the time. Like, like I said, I wouldn't ever consider that I was in a bad place with the Lord, but I knew there was more. I knew that there was just so much more of him that I haven't been tapping into. I haven't been dedicating enough time to him. And this devotional called Prayer Reset, which I highly encourage you guys to do, honestly, and I even um, did it with uh, some of you in here that decided to join me. I posted on Facebook whoever wanted to join us in for this 12-day reset devotional could do it again. So I did it twice now. And, um, uh, but yeah, like this, this Devo didn't necessarily teach me anything new. But what it did do is it reminded me of really good practical things that I've 
could be doing in my life to grow closer to God. Like, it's amazing how all these little simple things you can just forget about. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I know this. Why am I not doing this? Whenever I do this, life is just better. How come I'm not doing this? And it reminded me of all those little pieces, all those little uh, keys to getting closer to God. And honestly, again, this is not really what I'm going to be talking about, but I wanted to bring this up. There's a few points where I do reference this again. Um, but I really encourage you, like, even when this is done, I posted links to it in the Facebook group, I believe. But look that up, Prayer Reset. It's on the Bible app. It's, it was a really good encouragement for me to kind of get back into things. Um, but tonight, I'm going to be speaking about... Pause. Cultivating, turning around, bringing it back. Uh, cultivate your ground. Cultivate your ground. Can everybody see that? It is very easy in this season to just try to survive and then stop there. And it is very easy to do that. I was doing that for a while, where it's just like, you know, you build yourself up, and you try to become healthy, and you try to do these things, and once you're at the point, you're like, you know what, I'm okay, I'm okay now, like, I'm not amazing, but I'm okay, and then you stop there, and it is so easy to just get distracted again, and you get distracted again to the point where you're falling back down, and you're, now you're not even focusing on the things that you meant to be focusing on the whole time. Right now, in this time, I feel like that's easier to do than it has ever been. I feel like the enemy is using more tools than I'm used to <laughs> having to fight to distract us. Uh, I don't know if anyone else feels like that. It's just a really easily, easily distracted time right now. Um, so let me catch my breath. I don't know why I'm out of breath right now. <sighs> So what if every day we gave God an opportunity to plant new life into our souls and into our spirits? What if we prepared ourselves to start growing fruit and seed that have already been planted? Like how many of us know we have learned over the years so many keys, so many really good things. We've listened to so many sermons. We've been to so many conferences. We've listened. We've read so much scripture or whatever it is that's just like, oh, you read something. You're like, that's so good. Or you hear, you're hearing a message like, oh, that's so good. How many of us have had those experiences where like, you hear something really good and you don't apply it to your life or you try to and you can't even remember it? Like, I don't know how many times I have listened to something or read something or whatever it is. And like, that is so good right now. And I can't even remember what it is. Like a, a, a day later, let alone a week later. And I, I blame that on the distractions. I blame, I blame that on a few things, but... Uh, I have a decently challenging memory, but it is very easy to just get distracted right now. Um, but what if we start to break these patterns we've been stuck in? What if we can actually start to do the things we've been dreaming to do? And what if we had the strength and energy to actually do this every single day? Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah? I see a lot of nodding heads. It is time to start preparing our soil, guys. 
It is time to start preparing our soil for seeds of new life. I'm going to get to this in a second here. It's time to soften the hard ground that we're able to identify in our lives that we've maybe neglected. And it's time to cultivate a daily relationship with God. All right, I'm going to read this parable in the Bible that you'll all be very familiar with. Well, some of you maybe, I don't know. Um, called the parable of the sower. How many know the parable of the sower? You've heard it before at least once. Um, so I'm going to read this to you. Um, oh, excuse me. It is a decent amount of scripture. Bear with me. Try to pay attention. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you listen to this. Because uh, I want to read this whole passage in its entirety. Um, and it's just so, so good. And then I'm going to kind of break it down and dive in more. So this is in Matthew. You can even pull it up if you'd like. It's Matthew chapter 13. Uh, We're going to read verse 23. So it's not that long, but... So, uh, and I'm going to skip a little part in the middle there, too. Uh, So Matthew chapter 13, verse 3. He taught them many things by using stories, parables, uh, that would illustrate spiritual truths by saying, Consider this. There was a farmer who went out to sow seed. As he cast his seed, some fell along the beaten path, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on gravel that had no topsoil. The seed quickly shot up, or the seeds quickly shot up, but when the days grew hot, the sprouts were scorched and withered because they had insufficient roots. Other seeds fell amongst thorns and weeds. So when the seeds sprouted up, so did the weeds and crowded out the good plants. But other seeds fell on good soil, rich soil, that kept, uh, that kept producing a good harvest, some yielding 30, some 60, some even 100 times as much as had been planted. If you're able to understand this, then you need to respond. And then moving on to verse 18. The seed that fell on the beaten path represents the heart of the one who hears the message of the kingdom realm, but doesn't understand it. So that's the beaten path. The adversary then comes and snatches away what was sown into his heart. The seed sown on the gravel represents the person who gladly hears the kingdom message, but his experience remains shallow. Shortly after he hears it, troubles and persecution comes because of the kingdom message he received. Then he quickly falls away, for the truth didn't sink deeply into his heart. The seed sown among the weeds represents the person who receives the message, but all of life's busy distractions, his divided heart, and his ambition for wealth result in suffocating the kingdom message and preventing him from bearing spiritual fruit. Pause there, that's good. As for the seed that fell upon good, rich soil, it represents the heart of the people who hear and fully embrace the message of heaven's kingdom realm. Their lives bear good, fruitsome, fruitsome? Yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> Their lives bear good, fruitsome yield, a har- oh, yield a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as was sown. So, I have kind of a, I drew pictures uh, on here of the different ground. So again, this was the beaten path. So when the seed was brought onto this one in the beginning, the path was just hard. There was nowhere for the seed to really grow. The person's heart 
was maybe either hardened to the message or the Bible actually says that they just didn't understand. So the seed couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. Um, the second one was the gravel. So the seed was actually able to come in and it sprouted up quick. I don't know if you can see my little wilted flower here. That's what that's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, it sprouted up quick, but the sun was so hot that it scorched and it wasn't able to survive because it couldn't dig its, deep, its roots deep enough. There was no soil here. There was no good ground for the seeds to be fruitful. Now, this is the spot that we're probably going to be focusing on the most tonight, which was the thorns and the weeds. The seed was planted there, and it grew. The seed actually was able to grow, but there were so many thorns, there were so many weeds around it that it grew up with it and actually kind of quenched it out, that it was no longer even visible. You couldn't, it couldn't survive in that kind of condition. What I was just mentioning in then, of course, there's the good, rich soil, which is, has been cultivated. This is the soil that has been pruned. This is the soil that has been shamard, which is the Greek uh, pruning your garden to be kept, to be well kept. Um, this is the good soil that there's like trees of life and flowers and pretty things and stuff everywhere. And it's amazing. That's the soil that when a new seed of life comes in, it is very easy for that seed to grow and produce fruit. That's where we all want to be. That's where I want to be, and I'm working on it. And like I would say parts of my life are there, and there's definitely other parts that aren't there yet. I'm still trying to weed out some things that have been quenching out the seeds that have been planted in my life because I have learned so many amazing things in my life. And there's a lot that I can honestly say, and this is not boasting, but I can honestly say I've been able to apply to my life well. There's some principles I've learned in my foundation of my life um, that I've been able to place there to just let my faith not be shaken. And I've been able to get there, and I'm very thankful and blessed to be in that position. But there's a lot of other things where I feel like this past year especially, and in the midst of the pandemic and everything, I feel like I've been living amongst the weeds and thorns. That's where I feel like I've been living. I feel like when I hear a message on a Sunday morning or wherever it is, I read a really good book or a passage or a devotional or whatever it is, I'll read it like, oh, this is so good. Like, this is awesome. And it's actually starting to sprout out. That seed was planted in me. It's starting to sprout up. But then, oh, I've been trying to like binge through this season of Star Wars Clone Wars. And, <laughs> and I'm pushing through that. Or like I'm in the morning and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got some space here. I got like probably a half hour before the kids wake up. Oh, Stormbound's on my phone. I'm just going to pull that up here and play a couple rounds. Oh, crap, 20 minutes to play. Kids are waking up. Oh, well, that was the time I had for devotionals. All these little, tiny, little distractions can so easily, easily quench up the time that we could have been abiding with the Lord. Now, before anybody gets too scared and like, please don't take away all my good things I enjoy, I'm just going to say up front, I'm not telling you you have to stop everything you enjoy in your life. I'm not telling you stop watching TV, stop everything that's happy in your life and just read the Word of God forever. I mean, if you want to, sure, go for it. <laughs> uh, probably good. Um, but I don't plan to stop doing some of the things that I love to do. But what I have already done, and I'll get to that in a second, is I've been doing some weeding. And if I didn't start doing some weeding in my life, I wouldn't be where I'm about to share that I actually feel like I'm at. 
Abiding in God will make our soils rich for future harvest. It's been said in the church a lot right now, and I believe this too, and I kind of already touched on this, but I believe we're honestly in a crazy time. And I believe more than ever, it is, is it important for us to cultivate a daily relationship with God, to abide in God on a daily basis. I think that is more important than it ever has been before in our generation, in our time that we're living in right now. It is so important to be um, drinking from that well on a daily basis. Um, I've heard a lot of our pastors say things like that, and I just believe it, especially since I've been actually starting to do that in my life. It's been good, guys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, <clears throat> the enemy is going to be fighting for your attention right now. It already is. Uh, and I believe that the enemy is using a lot of things right now in social media and the news and excuse me, all this stuff to bring more manipulation and confusion than I feel like I've experienced in a long time. Even I have been feeling confused on things that I have just firmly believed for most of my life. And all of a sudden, I'm like questioning things that I've never questioned before. And in some ways, that's good for certain types of things. But in the context of what I'm talking about, the Lord and be like, God, why am I questioning something that I've just fully believed in? Where's this coming from? And I had to root out where these thoughts have been coming from. And I realized, oh, it's like, you've been looking at this like certain feed on social media all the time. They're constantly introducing these thoughts and ideas that you don't want part of your life. That's not what God has for you. They're like, oh, snap. Unsubscribe. Like, <laughs> uh, and it, it's, it's just so easy for the enemy to come in and try to deceive us right now. Um, in a word, in a world, sorry, where the truth seems to just be an opinion now, it's more important than ever that we be focused on the only thing in our life that we can trust is right and true, and that is the Word of God. The Word of God is literally the only source you can look at right now that you know this is true. This is the Word of God. This can't be shaken. I'm not so sure about some of the things I'm seeing online, the news, social media, whatever, YouTube, whatever. But the Bible... That's always right, and I can trust and build my foundation on that. So I have very thankfully gotten to a part in my life right now where I've been consistently reading my Bible and praying with God every single day for about three weeks now. It has been a long time since I have abided in the Lord this consistently. Um, and, like, you know, I've been through seasons where I've just, like, read the Bible for, like, every single day for, you know, a month, month and a half. Like, oh, yeah, because, wow, am I bringing this up every sermon? Dailyo. Okay, I'm saying it. <laughs> I, on my dailyo, I track everything in my life, right? So I can see exactly every single day of, at this point, I'm on, like, a 790-day streak or whatever. So for the past 790 days, I can see every single day I've read the Bible or not because I track those things. That's just what I do. Um, and I, I've had streaks where, like, oh, wow, a month and a half every single day of the Bible? That's amazing. There's a little bit of a difference, and those are good, and I'm not trying to say that that's not good, but there's a little bit of a difference between just reading a verse or reading a quick little chapter and abiding in the Lord. 
I have been taking time specifically to just sit with the Lord. And yes, I'm reading the Bible, and then I'm trying to hear from him about it. That's when you're abiding, is when you actually take time to listen and wait. Uh, abide, again, definition of abide, is to wait for, to continue in place, to bear patiently. I have been trying my best to carve out that time. And it has not been easy, but it has been good to carve out that time on a daily basis. And I'm so thankful that I finally, like, have been able to do this for three weeks in a row now. And, like, I'm proud of myself, guys. It's been a long time since I've been able to do something like this. And it is incredible just how it feels to have the Word of God in me on a daily basis. It, it really is a new level of life, guys. And I'm not trying to suggest that every day is easy. <laughs> there are still really hard days. I've had hard days this week um, that have just been rough. I'm not saying those don't happen anymore. But I'm telling you this, I'll be darned if I can't get back up even better than I could before. When I have the hand of the Father stretching out to me, and because I've been abiding in him on a daily basis, I'm more aware of it. The hand was always stretched out, no matter how much time I'm spending with the Lord. Don't get me wrong here. But now it is so much easier for me to stretch out and grab that thing to grab the hand of the Lord and get back up off my feet. Because I've been knocked down several times. <laughs> but I can get back up so much easier because I've been spending time abiding in the Lord. And it's, it's good. These hard days will still come. But it is getting easier and easier every day. It is getting easier and easier every day that I choose to abide in the presence of the Lord. I jumped ahead there. <laughs> yeah, gentle. So I, I was just kind of saying it, but I feel like I finally have a strength, and and I've had it in moments before. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like I have more consistency in the strength and the joy of the Lord that I feel now than I have experienced in a while. And it is because I have, cho- I have chosen to start doing some weeding. Doing some weeding. <laughs> I started to pluck the weeds in my life that have said, oh, you should just stay up later another hour. What's the big deal? Just put on another episode of Star Wars, Clone Wars, or Rebels. That's, that's what I've been watching right now. <laughs> um, just stay up another hour, no big deal. Or, and I've been trying to pluck that weed of just staying up late. That has been the distraction in my life that has been contending for my peace. That distraction of, well, what's the big deal if I'm staying up a little bit later, 11, 12 o'clock in the morning, because that time I could have been that much more rested in the morning to spend with the Lord. So I plucked that weed. And I mean, I've still had a couple days here and there where I've stayed up to 11 o'clock. I'm not perfect, guys. And I'll probably do it again here and there. <laughs> but I'm so thankful that I decided to start plucking that weed and going to bed at a much more consistently earlier than I've experienced in a while. I used to stay up so late all this thing of time. 
and I'm finally starting to go to bed at proper times now, and it feels good. And I plucked the weed that says, uh, just sleep in a little bit later. Just sleep in a little bit later. And I know probably all of us struggle with that one. Uh, just sleep in a little bit. What's another 15 minutes? You got snooze for 15 minutes on your phone? No big deal. Just hit the snooze and 15 minutes? What's a big deal? That's 15 minutes that I could have actually been spending with the Lord because my kids are wild cards, man. I don't know when they're going to get up. And when they're up, it's not that I can't spend time with the Lord, but boy, is it different <laughs> to spend time with God when they're up. It's like, I'm going to get up at 6.30 today instead of 7.30. How do you like that? And we never know. <laughs> we never, never know. So me being faithful to the Lord and getting up and I'm not telling you you all need to start getting up at 5.30 in the morning, but that's what I'm trying to do. And because I have children, so your lives look differently. You might have different schedules. You can afford to know there is literally no other human beings in this area that can distract me in this morning or whatever. You guys are all living. You do what you need to do. But I had to pluck that weed that's been distracting me of sleeping in later. I usually would wake up at 7, 7.30, usually 7.30, every single day, and I'd have like an hour and a half, less than that, in the mornings before I go to work. I gave myself literally almost two extra hours um, because usually the kids will get up at the same time I was getting up, and I didn't want to live like that anymore. I want to live life with the Lord. And for me to be able to do that, I had to pluck that weed. And guys, this wasn't easy. And I didn't do all these little weeds at the same time. I did these one at a time and kind of figured things out. And the most recent weed I've plucked that I've identified, and I'm going to keep plucking for a while because I know i got other things going on, and as the Lord shows me. But the last, most recent weed I've plucked is I've kind of noticed something that the God, God revealed to me. I've had this repeated reflex that I would mindlessly just end up on social media scrolling, and I didn't even remember opening up the app. Has <laughs> anybody else experienced this? All of a sudden, you're like, you don't even know. You're like walking to the bathroom from your office, and all of a sudden, you're scrolling through Facebook, and you're just like, when did I even open this up? Like, I don't, it's just a reflex now. I'm so consistently doing this to the point where I keep opening up the app. It's become like muscle memory to like, I know exactly where it is on my phone. Click, click, click. All of a sudden, I'm scrolling, and I'm not even mindful of what's happening. And, like, I'm just meme, 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 <laughs> or just different things like this. Oh, funny video, this and that. Oh, so-and-so is doing this. Cool. Oh, so cute little kids. Um, <laughs> and, guys, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with social media. You guys know that. But I did have to pluck for now because I needed to break that pattern. So I actually haven't done social media in a little over a week. So I'm sorry if someone commented on something I didn't respond to or whatever. It probably didn't happen. But uh, <laughs> I thought you hated me. I haven't been on social media. Um, it's felt good. You don't know how much time something is taking up in your life until you get rid of it for a while. I don't know how many times I've been sitting on the couch or in between different things, and I'd be like, I don't have anything to do right now. <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> Normally, I take out my phone, I go on Reddit, and I scroll, 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 until a child screams and I have to put it away. 
<laughs> that's, <laughs> I mean, that was kind of life, and it wasn't very fulfilling. And I mean, hey, it's fun, but I mean, it just was meaningless. It was mindless. I was, I, I don't know how many stinking times where it's just like, when did I even open up this app? So this is what I did. I literally made a new, you know how you like scroll and you have pages on your home screen for your phone? I made a new page all the way on the farthest side of the scrolling. And I put my folder where I normally keep it for all my socials, that's what I call it. I put that folder all the way over there. I didn't delete anything. Because, I mean, I'll get back into it at some point, but I need to develop some healthy habits first before I allow myself to get back into it. It's really helped me, guys. Like, it's been amazing how many mornings I've had where social media, because it's a reflex, and I'm not even purposefully opening these up, that time, that, that weed, these thorns, that we're trying to quench that possible time where I could be abiding in the Lord, I have actually eliminated the possibility of that now, unless I actively, mindfully chose to swipe all the way over to the far side, go to the folder and open it up. And I even repositioned the apps in the folder so I don't like... (laughs) And it's honestly amazing. Like, that was probably the biggest one that's helped me out the most. And that's only been a week now. And it's so much easier for me to just be like, not waste that extra 10 minutes in the morning like I usually do. Or whatever it is. So that's a weed that I've been able to pluck in my life. So I'm still working at balancing some of these other things. And I'm sure the more time... Actually, I know this because this is how this happened in the first place. The more time I spend with the Lord, the easier it will be for me to identify other weeds, other thorns in my life that are trying to quench life and be trying to contend for my peace. Because my peace is mine. And I don't want to give that to anybody else. So I'm contending for that now. And I'm, the more time I spend with the Lord, the easier it is for me not just to identify what's been trying to distract me from having an abiding relationship with the Lord that's full of fruit and life and joy and peace, but it's easier for me to pluck it the more time I spend with him because I realize what I've been missing. And again, not every day is incredible. (laughs) There are days where I read the Bible or spend time with God, I feel like I got nothing. But nothing with the Lord is still time with the Lord. And you'd be surprised at how much God can do in you that you don't even realize is happening underneath the surface. So I'm still, I'm still early in this reset that I've been going through in my prayer life. Um, but I'm telling you guys, like, it feels good. I feel like I'm finally doing something right for the first time in a while. I feel like God, it's not even I feel like I know. I have prophetic words. I have all these different things. God has been telling me to have a daily relationship with him. He's literally given me those words before that he's desiring a daily relationship with me. And I've been putting it off, and I've been continuing to not give in to that and just let the distractions of my life keep on rolling. But it feels like I finally did something right here. It's only been three weeks. But I know that the fruit will continue to develop in my life the longer I do this.
It's time to pull some weeds, folks. <laughs> Just drop my cap if you're wondering what happened. Do what you need to to give time to the Lord and abide with him. He has more peace and joy ready and waiting for you and strength to do this than you can even imagine. And there are days where I don't feel like doing this at all, by the way. Like, there are days where I wake up and I'm just like, oh, spend some time with the Lord today. And you do it. And by the end of it, you're like, yeah, yeah I'm glad I did that. <laughs> but usually it's not till you're after it that <laughs> you felt good about it. And even then, sometimes there's been other days where I'm like, well, that was a rougher one today, but I'm, I trust you're doing something here. It's good. And then there's other days where it's like, man, that was good. It's like I'm writing things down in my journal, and it's like, I'm... <laughs> it's good times, man. <laughs> um, so those are the times that makes this more fun. And that happens often enough. Let's start cultivating the soil of our life for God to plant some new seeds in our life. Because I want this refresh. I want to... I Something fresh. Does anyone else feel like they just want something fresh right now? You're just desiring something new. You're ready for in the Lord. This is the key, guys. Daily abiding in him. That is how that happens. That is how you cultivate for the Lord. All right. Um, let me read you guys. Uh, or hold on a second. Let me just talk to the Holy Spirit. All right, cool. That's what I thought. I'm going to read this <laughs> uh, excerpt from the prayer devo, a uh, prayer reset devo that I talked about earlier. Um, that really was honestly the trigger for me to get into all this. Um, so I'm just going to read this for you. It can be tempting to view this reset as an experiment or a test run, as though to say, if I get something meaningful out of these 12 days, then I'll continue. But that's like planting a kernel of corn and saying, eh, if I get a harvest after 12 days after planting this, I'll plant more. It's pretty ridiculous to expect that big of a result after a short amount of time. It can be, it can be days, let me continue to read here, it can be days or weeks before we begin to reap the benefits from seeds that we sow in prayer. However, the scripture assures us that reaping eventually follows sowing. For he who sows in the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows in the spirit will, will of the spirit reap everlasting life. That's Galatians 6, 8. You reap what you sow, guys. The more time you spend in the spirit, you will reap the strength of the spirit of God. The more time you start reading the word of God, the more you will reap his wisdom. This does take time to develop. And I'm not telling you guys that I'm incredible and like I have all the wisdom of the Lord because I spent three weeks. <laughs> but I'm already seeing a difference in my life because of those three weeks. So the other title that I was considering for, for this was Gotta Get Them Gains. <laughs> 
Okay, <laughs> which leads me to this analogy that I want to show you guys. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I have no more water. Do you have another bottle there? Nope. My mouth is drying up. Water. All right, um, Zach, just come on up here for me. Hey, you said you were willing to do this. <laughs> okay, so Zach's tanked, so the beginning of this is going to be a little bit easier. All right, just pretend you're struggling, okay? <laughs> all right, so uh, go ahead and take the five-pounder here. It's just not the pink one. Uh, we'll just skip that step. <laughs> Five pounds. If I let's just pretend you've never you you don't work out at all. You you just you don't work out. It's obvious. I mean, you, I don't. <laughs> you don't work out at all. You just kind of live in life. And all of a sudden, I give you this weight here. It's five pounds. I'm like, hey, do ten curls of that. If I don't work out. No, just go ahead and start doing ten curls. So if you start doing ten curls, five pounds. It's light. You know, anybody can do that. Five pounds, ten times a day, you would start to develop strength. Arguably. Minimal. Nothing incredible or anything. You wouldn't be getting these massive gains. But, can everybody agree that, just pretend he's scrawny, okay? I know this is... (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Can everybody agree that if you were to lift five-pound weight, ten reps, each arm, every day, for like a month you would gain benefit from that? That would be good for you to do that? All right. <laughs> so you're saying this, okay, you've been doing this for a while. It's getting pretty easy because this is kind of how weightlifting works that you can attest to. Once you've done a certain weight for a certain period of time with the same amount of reps, eventually you get to the point where it's just like, well, this is just like, this is nothing. It's basically like I'm holding nothing in my hand right now which I'm sure is how that feels to you right now. (laughs) So I I want you to kind of, I'm going to try to go on both sides of the analogy here. Let's just say this is the verse of the day. This is the verse of the day. You're opening up your Bible app every day. You read that verse of the day. If you were to read that verse of the day every single day, would you agree that that has some spiritual benefits in your life? Yes. God can use that. God can use that verse of the day to impact your life? Yes? Okay, awesome. But now you've been doing that for a while. You're like, you know what? I've been reading the verse of the day every day. I'm kind of ready to go deeper because, honestly, this is good, but I'm not really getting that much from this. Let's, well, why don't you up the reps? You could do that, right? That'll help. So instead of 10 reps a day, let's go 20. So you start repping these 20 reps a day. So now you're reading a chapter. So now you're reading a whole chapter of the Bible a day. And this is good. God can use this even further. Would you say God would be able to use even more scripture in your life every day? That would be even better for you? Is that right? Yes. Nod your heads if you agree with what I'm saying. But now you're like, you know what? I just got to get them gains. (laughs) I got to get them gains. Let's just up the weight a little bit because I feel like, yeah, this is good. And I'm, I'm able to crunch out that time because it takes a little bit longer to read more Bible. It takes a little bit longer to do longer sets, right? Parallels. But I want the big gains now. So let's move up. 
10 pounds, double the weight here. So now, not only, and you're still doing the same reps, let's just say you stick with 20. <laughs> He's got 20 weights. Would you agree this is more weight? Would you agree that if you were to start moving up to 10 pounds, the gains you'd be able to get in the same period of time would be even greater? Yeah. Arguably, yes. Well, now, not only are you reading a chapter of the day, but now you're starting to abide. Now you're like, I'm going to read this chapter every day, and then I'm going to sit back, and I'm going to let Lord speak to me about it. You're like, all right, God, what are you saying about this chapter? And maybe you're even going to journal about it. You just added some gains. God's going to be able to, if you were to actually journal every time you spend time with the Lord, God can use that even further to make increase into your life. 10 pounds instead of 5 pounds. You know, that's a lot more gains to be getting. All right, so now you're just like, you know what? I've been doing the 10 pounds for like six months. You know, it's been good, but after six months of just doing 10 pounds, you don't, it's not really giving you progress at this point, right? But here's what it is doing. Are you at least sustaining the gains that you've, you've captured doing 10 pounds? It's not like you've stopped working out. You're still working out, but you're kind of plateaued here. If you were to just do that same level, you're sustaining what the Lord's given you, but you're not really increasing it at all. And that's okay if that's where you're at. But you know, you know what? I just want so much of God. I'm ready to just go deep in the Lord right now. Let's crank it up. We want all the gains, 45 pounds. It's 40 pounds, actually. So pretend it's like 100 or something. Now try to struggle with this one, okay? You're like, you know what? I just want to introduce so much. I just want so much of God all at once. And you're used, you were used to 10 pounds. You just jumped from 10 pounds, and you went to 40. Okay? So pretend you're struggling with this, okay? Now, he can get it up. So just pretend you can actually get it up there, Okay? <laughs> So he can, he can get it up, he can do it, but this is tough work. He, he just went from reading a full chapter of the Bible every single day, he's spending time with the Lord, he's spending a half hour in worship, he's doing declarations, he's doing all these incredible, amazing things. But he just came from a life of just reading one chapter a day. And that's all he was used to, and it was good. So you just introduced a lot of gains, and God can use that, and that's a lot of work to introduce that much to your life at once. Can you do it? Absolutely. You could do this, and this would arguably give you a lot more gains than that 10-pounder, right? Yeah. This amount of gains would give you a lot more spiritual benefits than the smaller amount. If you give God more time of your life, he can use more of that to impact your life. But here's the thing. you got to do what you can right now. If I were to spend... You can put it down if you want. Um, <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. <laughs> if you were to spend um, a crazy amount of time, and honestly, you could do this, and it would be incredible. You spend... Let's just use a ridiculous example here for a second. Let's just say you start spending five hours a day with the Lord. That would be incredible, 
like you could get some, if you were actually legitimately abiding in the Lord for five hours a day, I mean, you'd be in amazing levels. I mean, like you would just be with the Lord. Who knows what that time would be, but that's a lot of time in your life that God can use. But let's say you have a full-time job, you have three kids at home, you have all these things in your life that are important that God put into your life. You need, and you spend five hours every single day, you got to think of the bigger picture here because God has given you a lot of other things that are important for you to spend time on. You, here's what I'm trying to say with this analogy. You need to figure out what works for you, but you need to be willing to sacrifice to do it because I, I have taken a sacrifice to wake up earlier. But guys, I'm not going to start waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning just because I want to spend more time because that would kill me. <laughs> like, I need to use wisdom here to know how much the Lord wants me to take on, how much I can get. Yeah, if I start to get all these big gains in my life and I'm pumping 40 friggin' pounds of, oh gosh, <laughs> pumping 40 pounds of pure gains. Wow. <laughs> Every single day. I'm going to get some serious muscles, and it's going to be good. But I'm not spending time with my family anymore, and that is also something God wanted me to do. So you need to abide in the Lord, but you need to figure out what will fit in your life realistically. But you need to also be willing to weed out the things realistically, what you can handle. Yeah, get rid of that. No. <laughs> yeah. Balance. You need to approach the Lord with this, honestly. It, you, need to, you might need to start small. You need to start where you're at because it is hard. Especially, let's just say I was doing the verse of the day every single day. This is still going to be good for me. This is not going to be bad for me to read the verse of the day. But it's pretty easy. But this is where I need to start because I'm new to this. Maybe I haven't spent time with God at all in a long time. I'm just going to start small here. Or maybe you can start a little bit bigger if you feel like you can do it. But you need to be realistic. And I'm trying to teach you guys how to sustain this because I don't want you guys to crash. I want you guys to keep abiding with the Lord on a daily basis and you need to introduce it into your life to the level that you can handle. Because normally, Zach can attest to this, with weight training, you don't go from 10 pounds to 40 pounds in one transition right? That'd be ridiculous. You need to work yourself there. <laughs> if I, like, 10 pounds, you know, this is really easy for me, but, I mean, it's enough. If I'm doing 15 reps of this in each arm every single day for my current muscular level, you know, this would be pretty good for me. You know, I can do it. It's easy, but it's good. But you know what? I just, I know God has so much more for me and I'm looking at my life schedule right now. Okay, I'm going to stop pumping that. <laughs> um, switch arms. You know what? I feel I want to abide in the Lord. And if I actually weed out these distractions, if I actually move my social media folder to another window on my screen, and I don't distract myself with that every morning, maybe I could actually go from just lifting this five-pound weight every day, which has been fine, but maybe now I can start pumping 25 pounds of gains <laughs> every single day with the Lord because I was able to weed out these distractions. And now I am abiding 
in the Lord. And this takes time. I'm not going to all of a sudden blow up with these huge super muscles after a week of pumping 25 pounds a day. It takes time, and it takes a lot of other things to do as well to actually properly introduce these things into your life. Uh, Is this analogy working for you guys? Is this making sense? Now let me show you what I've been doing in my life, because there's another kind of side to this that I really want you guys to help you understand. Before these past three weeks, I'm doing fine with the Lord. I wouldn't say my relationship was bad at all. I already said that. This is what my life used to look like. Okay, it's Monday morning. I'm going to get up. I'm going to read that verse of the day. Oh, that was good. I need to do that again. That was actually good. I enjoyed reading that verse. Maybe I even asked God to like tell me something about that. That was good. That was good for me. Next day comes. I'm going to read that verse again. I'm going to read a new verse today. Lord, what does it say? Like, what do you want to say to me today? Yeah, that was good. All right. It only took me like three minutes to do that. That's good. God can use that in your life. I'm not saying that that is not a good thing. But now the next day comes around. I didn't do anything. No regains. I was making progress with that five pounds every day. But now it's been about a week, and I still haven't lifted up any weights at all. All that progress I was starting to build, it's kind of gone now, if I'm honest. I kind of have to start fresh. I haven't developed any good patterns. So you know what? I just, I have time today. You know what? It's a Saturday. It's morning. I don't have to go anywhere. So I'm just going to stick in my jammies. I'm going to wake up. Let's just lift a 25-pounder today. I'm going to spend time with the Lord. I'm going to start with some worship. I want to switch arms. <laughs> My left arm. I'm going to worship today. I'm going to read a full chapter of the Bible. I'm even going to ask God about it. Maybe I'll even write something down. Maybe I'll do a declaration. 25 pounds. This felt so good. I needed this. Why am I not doing this every single day? Next day comes. Oh, let's back up. This is still good. This is still arguably good. My month goes by. I haven't picked up a weight again. All those gains I was just working at, and I was starting to get the wheels turning, I'm back to where I was before. That's how my life has been for the past few years. It's not bad. Like, I'm not doing any. It's not that, like, I'm not doing anything. And if I'm being realistic, like, I'm probably, if, there, if I put prayer into here, just talking with God on a regular basis, I do that every single day just throughout the day. But abiding is what I'm referring to right now, actually abiding with the Lord to take that time for him to actually be able to cultivate your ground so that the things you're learning can't be weeded out with distractions. So those verses that you were just reading and absorbing, to actually abide in the Lord, to shamar my guard, is what gets us here so that what we're learning will actually produce fruit. Because what I, the way I was living my life I was living in the weeds. I was letting distractions cripple the things God could have been using in my life. It's not like I was spiraling downwards or like falling away from the Lord by any means. I absolutely have loved God with a passion for a long time, and I still do. And I have times where like consistently I'll go a few weeks and I'll lift that 25-pounder, and it's good. But then I let the weeds come 
and distract me. I was fighting hard, and I might have even sprouted up for a while in the midst of this. But because I haven't been doing the weeding that God's been trying to show me, I don't remember anything that I was working hard at trying to accomplish because I didn't weed out these things that have been contending for my peace. It is time to start cultivating our ground and pulling these weeds out of our lives. I'm so thankful that I finally got into a place and I pray that I keep this up and I be consistent. Or I've been abiding in the Lord every day. And guys, my life, I'm not trying to tell you it looks like this. No weeds, only flowers and daisies and fruit trees. And I got some of these. I have got some of these. There's a patch of grass without weeds in my life, I'm telling you. I got some good things over here. I got the sunny place over here. And then there's some places over here where it's just like you can't see anything because of all the thorns. Everybody has a garden that looks like that. But I want to work harder at making as little weeds as possible and still live an amazing, successful, happy, joyful life because that's what God has for us. And by the way, guys, I'm not saying all TV and all social media and all things are weeds, but I'm saying if they let you distract you from your time with the Lord, that is a weed. God still wants us to have entertainment in our lives. Believe me. He wants you to rest. He wants you to be able to have time where you just relax and sit and binge some TV for a while. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if that turns into a quantity that has developed from something to be actually good and positive in your life, to start to turn into a weed that's distracted you from even being able to grab onto some new life, new seeds that God's been trying to plant, That's when you need to pluck it. And he's the one who has to show us what those weeds are. Oh, and by the way, this has nothing to do with salvation at all. I hope you know that. If the enemy is in here telling you, he's like, oh, you're not even saved. When's the last time you read the Bible? When's the last time you spent a half hour with the Lord at all? If you're hearing those thoughts right now, that is the enemy, that is not Jesus talking to you about this right now, that is Satan. Or some other demon, I don't know if Satan or not. There's a bunch of them out there. (laughs) But this has nothing to do with your salvation at all. God says that our salvation is based on faith. If you have faith in Jesus he actually died on a cross for your life, he says you're saved. All that your salvation is based on is your faith in him. This, cultivating your ground, abiding in the Lord, this is about living a life thriving with the Lord. This is about living a life full of peace and joy, which is different than salvation. I hope you guys understand that. This is just about living a really good life, walking hand in hand with God by your side. When you trip and you fall, it's going to happen. It's happened to me already this week. Know that he's right there. 
ready to pick you back up. So sorry, son. Sorry, daughter. Let's just spend some time together. I can help you with this. It's going to get easier. Angie, if you want to prepare that music, I was telling you, I have, I think your phone's still back there. John, do you actually want to go just show her? I have a specific, you'll be able to figure it out. Excuse me. Is this good, guys? Is it making sense to everybody? All right, so let's do some weeding. Because, guys, if you don't start now, it's going to be hard for you to start later. I know by experience. If you delay this, it's going to be hard for you to jump back on that horse because you may have some weeds. Everything that's been speaking to you tonight. All right, let's speak in tough love right now. But you may very well, hello, waving people. Oh, top one? Do you see it? Okay, cool. You may need to do some weeding. And you may and I'm gonna put on some music right now. Let's just soak in the Lord for a minute. You may need to start this out by just resting for a minute. Don't even worry about thinking about things right now. Don't worry about exactly what it is. First, let's put ourselves before the Lord for a moment. Let's put ourselves before God right now. And say, Lord, I open my heart to you. You actually probably literally need to say that to God right now in your own head. Be God, I open my heart to you. And just rest in his presence for a minute. And when you're ready, ask him to reveal some weeds in your life that have been keeping you from being able to abide with him on a daily basis. And I cannot stress enough how important it is that we do this daily. If you miss a day here and there, no big deal. You miss two days, whatever. You miss three days, it's going to be pretty hard for you to jump back on the horse, especially if this is new to you. It takes time to develop these good habits. Believe me, I've been through this many times. But you guys can do it. I believe in you. <laughs>